Emotional intimacy is discussions about yourself and your past. It's not about the other person fixing anything. Can the two of you talk about past successes, failures, pains, anything in an edifying way? So again, the zipper has not connected yet. We're still staying two separate people. So let's imagine you have this glorious idea that you're both going to go to Salt Lake City in your wagons. You're both going to build temples together and all these things. And then one of you says, you know, the last time I was on a journey with someone, they had this pattern of hammering the wagon wheels with a sledgehammer every few miles because they were frustrated. I kind of don't want to go through that again. And the other person's like, rude. I can't believe you would judge someone for expressing their emotions by pounding on wagon wheels with hammers. Okay. Not the most edifying response. So initiate grief cycle. Dang it. Okay. I thought we were actually going to go somewhere. I thought I was starting to get excited about this journey, but you, well, you got to show your anger somehow. You know, last time I went on a journey like this, some, uh, dangerous Indians showed up and the man I was with ran and hid behind me and used me as a shield for their arrows. Well, you don't expect them to just step out in front of you and take it, do you? So how we respond to another person's history of pain. And if you get this far, you really do want to put on the table things that have happened in the past that were painful. You know, I was working on saving a lot of money. I was dating this girl. And I was hoping to buy a car, something nice and conservative. And she just made me buy this over expensive car at a high interest rate. And then she wrecked it and I'm still making payments on it. I'm just scared of what a woman's going to make me do with my money. Okay, Maybe he needs to clean up the way he talks, but his pain and his fear has some legitimacy to it. What's her approach to money? How is she going to handle money? He was burned. So emotional intimacy is, can you talk about pain from the past, both of you, and it end with both rejoicing and being edified together, where it's an edifying conversation, even if it's about pain. I'm sorry you went through that. That must be really nerve wracking. I can see how that would be a concern. I used to get angry, but pounding on wagon wheels was never my most common response to it. Usually I would just kick dirt for a minute, throw rocks at a tree and go out by the creek side and drop some swear words for five minutes. And then I could come back and be more clear headed. Okay. This person's got a decently functional way of handling their anger. So it won't destroy the journey. The girl says, you know, I used to be the kind of girl that spent money like crazy and got all upside down, but I took three classes on budgeting. I've got this really cool system together. She whips out her purse with seven envelopes labeled with money on it. And you're like, okay, she's got the envelope system going on in a credit card era. I just need to be very disciplined. I got to make sure I make sure I don't spend money like crazy. Oh, that's kind of cool. All right. So emotional intimacy is discussions about pain of the past or pleasures of the past. And it ends with a edifying experience, even saying like, I used to date this girl. She was amazing and wonderful. And then she got killed by a drunk driver. And I still think she's one of the greatest women in the world. And if the girl says, oh, fine. So I'll have to compete with that my whole life. All right. Any questions about emotional intimacy? And what do you do if it's not working? 
You do not push it and force it. You go back to season four, reevaluate, get your feet underneath you. If the other person does some season four work, you might try again. If they say, you know what, last time when you expressed your feelings about such and such, I was so impatient and rude. I really would like to try that again and do better. No. All right. Okay. But you don't go to them and say, you need to do better. Mm -mm. You just keep in, stay in season four until they come to you and offer to do it better. Right. If we get through all of those seasons, we now enter the, excuse me, layers. We now enter psychological intimacy. Okay. Now, even on first dates, you might find yourself with an opportunity accidentally for a psychologically intimate opportunity. Let's take, for instance, you had made good plans for a place to go to dinner and you get there and they're closed and you're like, awkward, not cool. You now have a problem. This could be an opportunity for a team-based approach to problem solving. Can ideas, suggestions be shared in a way that is edifying for both? Both rejoice and are edified together. Um, if one person handles it with, I can't believe you didn't make sure the place was open. Oh my gosh. Are you always this stupid? Not edifying. Initiate grief cycle. Now, if they go, oh, that's unfortunate. And they try to be edifying. You know what? I love adventures when things don't go as planned. Let's try something different. That's edifying. Man, I always get nervous in these moments because my brain locks up on me. I can't figure out how to solve the problem. Um, give me a second. Let me clear my head and think of what we could do next. Okay. Do you want suggestions? Um, yeah, I was trying to be manly and solve all the problems by myself. But if you have an idea, she says, look, there's a taco truck across the, the road there. I love street tacos. All right. Okay. I can do street tacos. Okay. Notice the problem solving that is edifying going back and forth. And both people are trying to be dig their way into a positive attitude, positive communication style, and they keep working into it. Now, just so you know, those of you who have never been married before, pre-marrieds, psychological intimacy is one of the hardest ones. Satan really gets involved, really gets involved in sabotaging in ways that completely surprised me. I could do school projects with people without a whole lot of satanic intervention. I could you know, shovel a driveway with someone without a whole lot of satanic intervention. But man, when I got married, I had no idea how Satan was like every three sentences. He's making a comment about what she said or what you said or how she's reacting to what you said or how you're acting what she said. It's pretty ruthless. So you do want to get some practice in before there's any type of long-term commitment. And just so the two categories that classify as psychologically intimate or problem solving and being creative together where it's not really a problem. Take for instance, um, New Year's Eve is coming. You're in a singles ward. Your new friend um, who you've done some first three layers work with is still hanging out with you. Would you like to help me plan the New Year's Eve party for the singles ward? So you're not solving a problem. You're being creative together. Or I'm thinking of putting in a garden this spring just for fun. It's not a problem. Would you like to join me on that? Would you like to work with me on that? The first one I did with my wife, build a snowman. It was January. There was plenty of snow in Farmington. We built a snowman and we built a snow fort. 
And it was fascinating to watch how we worked together. I had tried the same thing with other women and they would say, don't do it like that. Why are you doing that? That's weird. How come you're doing it like that? You should do it different from that. Initiate grief cycle, push the button like, oh, gross. Okay. Or complainers. I'm cold. This isn't fun. Why are we doing something that's not fun? Why do you come up with stupid things to do? Now, they don't always say it out loud. Sometimes they just say it with their face. So psychological intimacy is the experience of working together on something. And if both rejoice and are edified together, you are now getting a nice layer of psychological intimacy. 